Hello and welcome. My name is Karen McGill and you are listening to The Fit Habit and this is episode number five. So today I want to talk to you about the path of awesomeness and this is inspired by a book that I'm currently reading and in full transparency it is a book that I've not yet finished reading but it has been so incredibly mind shifting for me that I thought I needed to share these nuggets of wisdom with all of you folks and I started listening to it today on audiobook. I was out for a run this morning and the nuggets of wisdom just started to flow. So I was making myself all kinds of audio notes and I wanted to share them with you. So what is the path of awesomeness? This is based on a book written by John Acuff. I'm sure that most of you have heard of him. He's got a few bestsellers. And this book is called Punch Fear in the Face, Escape Average, Do Work That Matters. And I thought it was really cool because He's not just talking about, oh, follow your bliss and, you know, find your purpose, find your passion and go with it. He really talks about things from a more tangible level. I've always found those messages to be incredibly vague and misleading and discouraging because, I mean, if I ever asked you right now what your passion is, if you were in the right mindset, want to spend your entire life pursuing, would you know what that is? Like how incredibly overwhelming a thought is that? I certainly know what I'm passionate about, but there's a multitude of things. And I don't know that any given thing is really the single pursuit of my life, but that's not really the message from this book. It's the message that carries through from the same message that I got from essentialism, which is to be extremely conscious about editing your life down to the core things that matter and that bring you joy and that are going to bring the biggest ROI in your life and focus there and let the rest pass. But that's kind of at the high level. What I wanted to do is dig down with a couple of notes based on the chapters that I've listened to so far, because I think that this is going to ring true for you. It certainly did for me based on some decisions that I've made this year. So the first thing he talks about is that really kind of just stuck out for me and kicked me in the gut was he said, you know, the path to or living a vanilla life to the grave, to live a vanilla life to the grave, all you have to do is exist. And well, think about that statement and the feeling or the idea of being average and never really giving 100% of yourself to anything never going out of your comfort zone to try something new for fear of ridicule, rejection, failure. I know people in my own life that follow this path. And as a consequence, their life is pretty small. Now, that's not a judgment because their life can be fantastic. I don't assume that I walk a moment in anybody else's shoes, but I do see the opportunities they've missed because of fear. And personally, I feel very strongly that we have to get past fear. And fear is a huge thing in my own life. And that path of pushing through it for me has been particularly hard. And I will give you an example from my own decision-making process this year. So I am somewhat of an anti-network marketing person. I tend to shy away from them, but I was presented with the idea of getting involved with Beachbody earlier this year. And I've been aware of the company for some time, but it wasn't until earlier this year that I met somebody or came across somebody in social media 
that was very successful with that company, doing things in a way that I thought was incredibly palatable, classy, and relatable and inspiring. So, so much so that I stalked her on the internet for a little while, did my Googling. She's an incredibly successful leader within the company and organization. And she's got a very cool team that resonates with me because they're a lot like I am. And I thought, if I'm ever going to give this a try, this is the perfect opportunity to do it. So I signed up and promptly did nothing with that for a good three to four months. So I did this in end of January and we're now in mid-June. And literally, I have only taken steps in this business, I would say, in the last few weeks and uh, sort of really come out of my comfort zone. So why haven't I done anything for several months? It's not because I didn't know what to do or didn't have opportunity to do things. I do have a platform in fitness and you know, a pretty good network. I have every opportunity to do something with this, but fear of what people would think has been absolutely paralyzing and terrifying. So fear of what my professional community might think. I have a corporate job. I run a department. I don't want people to think that I'm not serious about my corporate work. I'm you know, certainly far from replacing the full-time salary that I make in my professional work. And that's not really the end game for me. And I'm really just, I have been working through the fear of what those guys might think if they were to find out that I was doing this. Even more than that, which I'm a little embarrassed to admit, I'm really afraid of what family and friends will think about me doing this. I only told my husband about this last night and his first objection was, you know, with most of those companies, they just end up making you buy things and, you know, you end up spending a lot of money and never making any, which is not the case at all with Beachbody. I explained that to him and he ended up being very supportive because he knows I'm very passionate about health and fitness. But I have been very afraid of what my friends might think to the point where I have been so quiet about this opportunity to the point where I'm almost apologetic about it. And the funny thing is, is that I'm actually really passionate about the product and the brand and aligning myself with it. It's very positive. It's very integral. And everything about the business aligns with my brand as the fit habit, my brand as a fitness professional. So I don't know why outside of fear of what other people would think, I would be so quiet or tight-lipped about it. So it took me some time to get past this and some therapy and a lot of soul searching to understand why, what's at the core of what people will think. And I talked to my mentor about this, my coach that I signed up with, and she said, you know, Karen, you just have to at some point get past it. How you get past it is entirely up to you, but you're not going to make a success of this business while you're being apologetic about who you are, what you stand for, and being concerned about what other people think of you. So this is something that I certainly deal with on a regular basis. And I'm sure a lot of you have felt the same way with anything that I have put my mind to that is sort of a big, hairy, audacious goal. Remember, I had two businesses before aligning with Beachbody. I've had a franchise business and also started a business from scratch. And I've done a lot of fitness pursuits and a lot of taking a lot of risks in my life. And this, for whatever reason, has been the one that I'm more concerned about what other people think about it. And I don't know. I almost think that maybe that's because I care about it the most. Not to say I didn't care about my other businesses because that's certainly not the case, but I really see an opportunity for myself here and I really feel comfortable in this business. 
but that fear of judgment has been on my mind. So how did I get past that? Well, that's a lot of what this book talks about. And I'm going to go forward with a few quotes from the book that really helped me. The other things that have helped me, as I mentioned, just talking to my therapist about this, like why is it that I'm so concerned about what other people think? And just slowly, very slowly, but surely dipping my toe in the water of talking about it. And, you know, I think maybe one of my biggest fears, if it's if I'm talking at a core, is that I don't want to annoy family and friends and lose the relationships that I'm most invested in. And I would never, ever be that way. So, you know, my friends are starting to find out about it now. And, you know, surely enough, I know some of them may be thinking that it's a kooky idea and that's fine. But for the most part, people have been very supportive. And should I even say this, go a little further and say, for the most part, people don't care. People do not care what you're doing as long as you're not harassing them, of course. So all is good as far as that's concerned. But what I want to do now is share some quotes from the book, because I think there's going to be a lot of nuggets of wisdom for you as we go through this. So I want you to think about something that maybe you you have been thinking about doing it. Maybe it's a weight loss program. Maybe it's a new business. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's leaving your husband. Maybe it's moving to a new city. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. And it's something that's been on your mind, but you have been terrified at the idea of moving forward with it because you're afraid of rejection. You're afraid of what people will think. You're afraid of looking stupid. You're afraid of people thinking, what is she up to now? These are all the thought processes that go through myself, my mind. I'll give you a little bit of a snapshot into that. But one of the things that really stuck out to me is a point that he makes. He says, average, and I'm just going to read quotes directly from the book. Average is so popular because average is familiar. We all know how to do average. 99% of the people on the planet do average. The road is well-worn, the decisions are obvious, and the next steps are crystal clear. Average is predictable and awesome is adventurous. So, you know, think about that. It's really easy and safe, maybe not easy, but it's really safe to be average. It's really safe to stay in the known because you know what it is and it's predictable and you're not putting yourself out there in a vulnerable sort of way. But really, when you think about it, what is your life going to amount to if you never take the risks that are so near and dear to your heart? So he goes on to say, start where you are, forget finding purpose. It's a never ending story that will leave you empty. Live with a purpose instead. Whatever you're going to do, do it with purpose. And as if purpose is an approach to life that can shape everything you do. You can't skip, before I go on there, I do want to make a quick point about this. So in terms of finding purpose and finding passion and that one thing that you're supposed to do in life, there's no such thing. But those ideas, those little bud of a dream that's in your mind is where you need to start pursuing. It's where you need to start. It's the thing that terrifies you the most that you need to start taking baby steps towards. And I'll tell you, since I have gotten past my own fear of rejection and what people will think as I've started to really work this business, it's done more than just grow a business. It's grown a confidence muscle in me that is really bleeding into other areas of my life. I will tell you, once you start taking steps to move past the fear of what other people think of you, it really starts to create a momentum and you start doing more things that 
are more aligned with who you are and less aligned with what other people expect of you. And it starts a ball rolling in a really interesting direction. And all of the obsessions in your mind about what other people are thinking about you start to move away. A, because you don't have room for them anymore. You're too busy pursuing your dreams. And B, because you realize it's a neurosis that was not serving you and probably was completely non-existent in the first place. Most people are not thinking about you as much as you think you they are, or in a negative way, I should say. And then there's the process of stages and not assuming that just because you're starting something that you're going to be an overnight success. Look, I know we all know that we're not going to be an overnight success, but I think in some ways we also have a sense of entitlement that if, you know, quick or fast or easy success happened to somebody else that is going to happen to me too. And you need to move away from any sense of that entitlement. There are steps and there are stages of growth and movement into any new career or business. And to assume that you are, you know, in some way gifted over other people and that you can circumvent the stages and steps and basically the hard work is misguided and is going to leave you in a really bad place. So you can't skip stages, as John says, but you can accelerate them. There are four ways to shorten the amount of time you spend in each stage. So you can A, start earlier, which is obviously not really within your control if you are where you are. So you need to start start where you are. You can stand on the shoulders of giants, look to the people that you admire and your mentors and leverage them to get where you need to go. I'm certainly doing that myself. Work harder and smarter than other people. working seven days a week right now. And I will get back to that in a second. I'm not complaining about it because I'm actually really enjoying what I'm doing, but I'm working my butt off. I will tell you that. And regretting that you didn't start earlier is a great distraction for moving on from your dream today. And the reality is, is that today is earlier than tomorrow. Just make sure that while you're hustling, you don't start thinking you deserve more than you really do. So I think that really kind of wraps up that entitlement piece that I mentioned earlier. He says, the great perils of the entitlement ladder is that it never ends. Don't climb a single rung up the entitlement ladder. Demanding something you haven't truly earned is a great way to get stuck in the land of learning for decades and entire lifetime. Oh my God, I can so get stuck in the learning stage of something. And you know what that means. That means you have an idea, you have a goal, you have a dream, and you're in research mode. And you're in a research mode for like five years before you ever actually take a step towards execution mode. And that's because the fear is holding you back from taking that next step. So really, this is the point where research is great. Research is important and you should do some amount of research. I think if you over-research things, you could very easily talk yourself out of them. So that's a slippery slope and it's also a very safe place to stay in because Google isn't a life risk. So I implore you, if you are thinking about doing something and you're in research mode, ask yourself, have you been in that mode a little bit too long? And so the next chapter that he talks about is the voices in your head. And he, he talks about, I think it was a Uh, speaker was mentioning that we all have these voices in our head. Nobody is exempt from having voices in our head that are extremely negative and will put us down at any given intersection. And we hear them so much and we've heard them our entire life that we give them a lot of credibility just because they're familiar and we think that they're true. So he goes on to say, no one has a positive internal voice. That is so true. Who are you to do that? Says, 
your voice. Regardless of what you want to do or who you are, fear will always see you as wholly unqualified for anything you dream or attempt. If you manage to wrestle through feelings, feeling I'm wildly qualified to do something awesome, fear will change tactics and hand you a calendar. You're too late. It has to be perfect. It's not the right time. You don't have the right resources. Don't deal with the voices in your head. They won't go away. So you just need to let them stay there. And I actually wrote this in a blog post the other day. I've really, really been focused on this fear thing lately. So I have been writing about it quite a bit. And I'll link to that in the show notes. But I talk about how fear is always going to be there and you can't fight it and you can't ignore it. But what you can do is embrace it and just say, okay, fear, I know you're there and I know that your intentions are good. And really at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is just protect me from making an ass out of myself or getting hurt. But, you know, I've heard what you had to say. Um, It's unrealistic or it's overcompensating. So what I need you to do is just sit down here in this corner and I'm going to go do the things that I need to do. And if after I'm done, I still feel like I should come back and address your concerns, then I'll do that. So really what you're doing, uh, as the Buddha would say, is inviting the fear for tea and letting it be there recognizing that, you know, it's doing its job, but not letting it get in your path. And that is such a powerful thing. And it's something that you have to be extremely conscious of, but it really will help you. And here's two ways he suggests that I agree with to get past your fears. Document them. They can't stand to be documented because the minute they are, you see how stupid they are. Every time you take a step towards being awesome, a voice gets loud, write it down. And then the second point is share the voice of fear. Fear wants to isolate you and put you on an island. For as long as you keep your fear to yourself, no one can tell you the truth about it. So it's really hard to admit fears. I'm being vulnerable in this moment, just telling you about the things that I've been terrified of, which as I say them, you know, I haven't really been willing to work a business that I signed up for at least four months because I'm afraid of what people will think about it. Like that is really kind of a lame fear. And for somebody who is as adventurous as myself, I can't believe that that's held me back. But hey, man, I'm human. So moving on, he talks about the learning stage of life where, you know, you, you come to it with a beginner's mind and you're all open and willing to learn anything. And this is kind of past the research mode because at this point you've committed and you're starting to get your feet wet and you're willing to be bad at something. Because trust me, as I'm, as I'm starting to do a lot of new things, not just this business, even my podcast. This is episode number five. And I'll tell you, I recorded the first three episodes over a year ago, and they've been sitting professionally edited in my Dropbox because I've been terrified of publishing this because I'm terrified of it being bad or sloppy or nobody liking it. So, hey, there's another fear. But I'll tell you, in the past couple of weeks, as I've been sort of building momentum around not really caring what people think. Like obviously, you know, your family and your friends, you you do care what they think and you don't want to be a terrible person by any means, but you're not going to stop yourself from being who you are just because something's not perfect because it'll never be perfect and it, it may never be good enough for, you know, a certain population, but other people will get value out of it. And I hope you're getting value out of this. But at any anyway, here's five steps 
to getting it all done because this is certainly something that plagued all of us. Number one, admit that you can't possibly get it all done, which is so true. Number two, give yourself the grace to accept that as a reality and not a failure. Number three, do the things you can do with your full attention. Number four, celebrate what happens during step three instead of obsessing over the things you didn't get to. And number five, repeat as necessary. So as you're moving along this process and as you're in learning mode and you feel like you need to learn all the things and there's so much to know and you're so overwhelmed, which is where I'm at right now in my business. Oh my God, there's so much to know. And I feel like I'm never going to learn it. I absolutely will. I need to take a deep breath and realize that this is not a marathon and I don't, it's sorry, a marathon and not a sprint. I don't need to know everything there is to know in the next two weeks. And I can just keep taking baby steps. And there's nobody pushing me because there's no pressure in this business. So I don't have to have it all figured out by, I don't know, next Thursday. And another point that John makes in his book that I think is really important is about this idea of things being done and something you know, we always have this feeling like I've got to get so much done. Done is not a thing. Done doesn't exist because there's no point in your life where you are going to reach a destination. And, you know, it's like unicorns flying through the sky. When you think about it, when it comes to anything done in your job, what's done, even if you create and sign, seal, deliver a project, there's going to be iterations on it. There's going to be reaction to it. There's going to be pushback on it. Things are never done. If you're trying to lose weight and you finally hit your goal weight. You know what happens when we do that? We look at ourselves in the mirror and go, oh, I was kind of figuring I would look a little bit different than I do right now at this goal weight. Huh, might well, I might have to like lose another 10 pounds. I I mean, whoever says, yeah, you know, I've hit my goal weight of 120 pounds and now I'm just happy for life. I can die tomorrow. Nobody does that. The same thing with, you know, if you're single and you're looking for a mate and you think I'll be happy when, or my life will be complete when I have a partner or when I have a child or when we have a house, there's always, 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 always a next thing. Rarely do we ever take enough time to stop and appreciate the point that we are in life and all that we've achieved in life before we're pushing forward for the next thing. That's not part of our culture. Our culture is always accelerating forward. That's just the way we're built in Western culture. So I want you to take the idea of done or finished or this stage is completed and just throw it away because done is a big load of horse poop. I'm going to go back to some of these quotes that he says here. The method you use to travel from one destination to the next will be determined by your own experience, what you've made or what you're made of, what you desire and what you've done to this point. Be a student of you and then choose your own means of travel through these stages. Oh my gosh, this is huge. So I'm going to draw this back to my business again, and I want you to take it and apply it to something in your own life. Very often we look at the way other people do things and we say, I could never do that. And maybe that's true. So I've looked, I was researching this business for a while before I finally signed up with the team that I did. And I looked at some of the other coaches and not at all to put down their work. Everybody's approaches it from a very different angle. But I would look at some of the 
messages they're putting out or the way they approach social media or uh, growing their business in general. And I would think to myself, whoa, I couldn't do that. And not because I'm not capable of it, but because I wasn't comfortable with it or it wasn't, you know, it was a process that didn't resonate with me. And at first I thought to myself, well, if I can't do it the way they do it, then I guess I'm not going to do this because it's just not going to work for me. And then of course I found somebody whose process did resonate with me. And I realized that you know, there is a way that I can do this that does feel very cool about, or or does feel like authentic to me, just as I am right now. I'm not selling products to anybody. I'm sharing an experience in my life that's hopefully valuable to other people. Now you're aware of it, but there's no sales pitch. There's never a sales pitch for me. Whereas I see that other people do a lot of sales pitching and that's great for them. And I'm sure that they probably accelerate in their business a lot faster than I do, but I'm a very laid back person. I only want the best for the people in my community. And that may or may not be a product that I'm endorsing. So I need to go about this the way that's authentic to me and that represents who I am and doesn't feel uncomfortable for me. Because at the end of the day, Again, there's no destination. This is all about the journey. And if I'm not enjoying the day-to-day process of building this business, I'm not going to do it. And guess what? I'm actually really enjoying this. So to me, the end game is what I'm doing right now, what I'm doing every single day. It's not about making a ton of money or reaching a rank or who I'm going to meet or anything like that, even though those are all great benefits of any business. For me, I'm actually just really enjoying the simple process of sharing my journey and talking about health and fitness and healthy living and healthy mindsets the way I've been doing since 2010 on my websites. And you know, it makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really good that I've found a business that I can work the way it feels right for me. I don't need to do anything that I'm uncomfortable with and can grow at whatever pace it needs to grow at. And that's very cool. So How does that impact you in your life and when you think about a goal that you're trying to reach? So let's take this back to weight loss for a second. You know, you've seen that your cousin lost 40 pounds training for a marathon and you think, but I hate running. The idea of it makes me want to hurl and I can't do that. So I'm just not going to lose the weight. Well, oh my God, there's only 463 bazillion ways to lose weight. There really is a million ways to skin that cat. And I hate that expression. It's very violent. You don't have to do things the way other people do them to get to the same destination. There are truly so many ways that it, sometimes I think that we get in our own way because We think so linearly that, you know, it has to be done with step one, two, and three. Certainly, as I mentioned before, there are stages that you can't assume you can just blow past, but stages are not necessarily prescriptive steps. So if there's a goal you want to reach, but you feel like the path to get there is a little too painful, then find a different path. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a very short story of that as well. Back when I was in my early 20s and uh, I was chatting with a girlfriend of mine who was a vegetarian. I wasn't a vegetarian at the time. And I said, you know, I'd love to be a vegetarian because I, I love animals, but I love bacon too. So I'm, I'm not sure that I could be a vegetarian. And she said to me, well, you could always just be a vegetarian that eats bacon. And oh my God, my a light bulb went off for me that, or maybe it was sushi, I can't remember now. A light bulb went off for me that I think really was, you know, bigger than bacon. 
it's really about who says you have to be one thing one way. I could be a vegetarian that eats bacon or a vegetarian that eats sushi. There's no rule. There's no label. There's no governing board or committee that's going to take my title away from me if I don't do it the right way. So think about that in terms of your own life and think about creative ways that you can reach your goals that feel good to you. I remember Tony Robbins saying once, when you're looking to pursue a goal and you're planning your path to get there, think about the way that you could do it that will bring you the most joy. Whether it takes you longer to get there is irrelevant because the way that you choose to go there in joy and in purpose is the way that you're going to get there as a happy person. And it's, you know, the results are going to be sustainable because you're enjoying it. So, oh my God, I have a million examples of that one mindset, but I'm going to leave it there or else I'll be rambling all day and we're already at the half hour mark. So I really hope that this has been helpful for you. If you are suffering from fear-itis, as I'm going to call it, think about these things. Think about ways that you can circumvent fears or change the way that you can pursue a goal or just push through your fears. Oh my God, I know how cliche that sounds, but it is really, really true. I can't believe it's taken me into my 40s to realize that this is true, that once you start pushing past your fears, you build muscle that helps the momentum and it snowballs. So I'm really enjoying that trajectory. I really hope that this has been helpful for you. I would love to know what you think about the podcast. You can leave me a rating if you like, or you can uh, head back to thefithabit.com and leave me a note. I would love to hear from you. And I would also love to answer listener questions. I've done that a little bit on YouTube, but I'd like to do it in this format as well. I really like podcasts and I will start getting people on the show, but I just want to get my feet wet in podcasting, talking about and sharing my own ideas first. So on that note, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a lovely day and I will talk to you soon. Over and out.